Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast. My name's Sina and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. And in today's episode, we've got a really, really cool episode. Today, I spoke to Tom from Potion Universe. Really exciting episode because this is the first time we've had a guest on that started a business around the food and drink space. Potion Universe is an alcoholic cocktail drinks brand and we talk about the origins of the recipe where it was discovered just by accident at their own home to an idea of building a business around it to finally where they are now with an amazing looking product. I've personally always wanted to learn about how to start my own food and drink brand so speaking with Tom was a real real valuable you know chat and taught me a hell of a lot. Okay, so that takes me to this week's shout out. So every week, in case you don't know, I'm doing a shout out to someone who's left a written review on Apple Podcasts, um, just to show you that I appreciate all the comments and I really, really uh, love, love to see them. I read them all. So yeah, if you want to get a shout out in the next episode, be sure to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts with your name, of course, because otherwise I won't know who you are. And I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you're on Android, however, I know you can't leave an Apple, you can't leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's really annoying. But if you are, just leave me a comment or you know a DM on my Instagram page, and I'll give you a shout out anyway. So in this week's shout out, it goes to my friend Maya, who's actually started her own podcast around the young entrepreneur space called the Making a Big Podcast. Check it out. I'll leave a link in the description in case you want to check out more podcasts dedicated to young entrepreneurs. Hers is really really good, and I highly recommend it. And lastly, be sure to follow us on our Instagram because there are some amazing new projects coming up, some amazing cool news that's coming up that you do not want to miss. Uh, and you'll be the first ones to know on, on the Instagram page. So be sure to follow because you won't miss any new episodes, announcements, along with all the previews, all the audiograms and all that good stuff, as well as, you know, some sort of announcements that I always like to make on the Instagram. So be sure to follow us on there and you can be kept in the loop. So without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Okay, hey Tom, how's it going? Hey, I'm alright. How how are you? Yeah, mate, I'm very good. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast because I've never had a guy a business that is focusing on food, never before. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very, very mate, much. Mate, it's my absolute pleasure. You know, we're the, going to be the first of many. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to. I definitely want to branch out because we've done cool stuff on the podcast. We've mm. done like. Uh, like we don't, we've done an episode on mental health, which is really interesting. We did an episode on like loads, loads of tech products. Obviously we did an episode on plants, yeah. which is like a good one for me. I really like that. Mm-hmm. We did an episode on washing, washing machines. <laughs> it's very diverse, but we've never had any food, which okay. is why when, when like, yeah, why, like when you, when you came to me, DM me, I was like, yeah, this needs to happen. So yeah. <laughs> and it's alcohol, it's alcoholic drinks. Yeah, it's an alcoholic drink. So um, basically our first offering to the market is called the potion. So the potion is a 11.5 alcoholic drink. It's a cognac cocktail-based drink. Um, it first came about, found out Michael. So Michael and me have known each other for years through our mutual... Uh, Mark and me have known each other for years. We met through our mutual friend called Kobe. So Michael originally came up with the concept when he was at one of his relatives' house. Like, you know, Jamaicans, they like they like to drink all the time. So do Africans, but Jamaicans love drinking. <laughs> we all love, actually. We all yeah, love drinking. Yeah. So Michael said that he was... Everyone is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So Michael said that he was in the kitchen 
and then people were t- telling him to make them a drink. So he was going to the kitchen, going to the front room, going to the kitchen, going to the front room. Then he said he doesn't know what happened, but in that process, he found a, a recipe or a drink that people liked. So then Michael had been making it for all of us all the time. So we would be around all the friends. Obviously, we call it the mandem, the geezers, the fellas, the lads. And then he would, he would make it for us all the time. And then there was one time we went to Newcastle. Why I, lad? Why I? Why I? And then um, I had the drink and he fell in love. And I said, no, you know what, Michael? We're going to turn this into a business. And then from there, me and Michael just said, yeah, we're going to turn this into a business. And we've, ter- we've turned it into a business. It's It's been eye-opening. Very, very eye-opening. Mate, that's mad. How, where, where, like, how long ago was that? Okay, so initially when we said we we're going to turn it into business, I think it, it was o- over over 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. But due to stuff happening, other circumstances, etc., we weren't able to do that then. But then we then registered the business in 2016. And then from there, we researched, we saw the market, we saw what was on the market, and we realized our product is truly a unique product that is not on the market and has a, a reach of, of many people as it's, veg, it's vegan-based, it's a, it's a cocktail. And in many, in many London clubs, I know this, some people might find this boring, but it's the truth. In many London clubs, you go to a club and let's say, for example, you, you order a cocktail when it's happy hour. And I'll go back to that yeah. phrase, happy hour. And then the bartender will make a cocktail. He'll pour all of the all of the contents of the um, liquid into the cocktail. Then whatever else is there, you pour away. Now, what we're doing is we're saying that this is a cocktail. You can go to a club or you can go wherever you want. Our cocktail is behind a bar. Just drink the cocktail straight away and you know it's value for money. And the reason why it's mm. called happy hour is because they want you to go there and spend. Whereas once happy hour is once happy hour is finished, the cocktail's prices are still up and you don't get the bang for your buck that you would want. Yeah. Mm. So it's a so it's a really good quality. I haven't actually tasted it yet. I know you, you kindly sent me some, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not actually a huge drinker, but like obviously I'm okay. gonna give it a go. But um, yeah, so it's basically a like good quality cocktail that isn't mm. at the sort of extortionate prices. Because like these cocktail prices are high, like they're really high. Yeah, and the thing is, people think that um, as we live in London, that um, things are, how would I say, things are reasonably priced. You can go to places like Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham, you can go there and get cocktails for next to nothing. And then when you come back to London, you're just like, I went to Liverpool and I paid £10 for two cocktails in a premium club in Liverpool, whereas I come to London and I can pay £10 and that won't even buy me a cocktail in a yeah. premium club in London. Do you know what I mean? That's why this booze is the best. <laughs> Where the are the best? Yeah, like it's it's crazy, like how how high the costs, like prices are for this sort of stuff. Like I, I went to university in Bristol, and okay. <clears throat> like even then, the, the price is like pretty high. Like, yeah, even though I wouldn't like, I'm not a huge drinker anyway, but like I I know I understand like the prices are really really high. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what's the sort of price on like the sort of, like your your drinks? Okay, so normally a cocktail is eight pounds. But um, what we've done is we've come up oh, with wow. a revised recipe. So if you're just buying one cocktail, it's eight pounds. 
then we have the option of you to buy at discounted rates. So, so you can buy three bottles of potion for £20. We also have kegs as well. So kegs is more of a party thing. So it's a five-litre keg. So we had a competition before where um, we said to people, follow us, tell your friends to follow us. And a lucky person we picked at random and they win a keg and we gave that keg out. Which was which was a good competition as well. We just showed we just wanted to um give back to people, show them that we appreciate them. So like I said, yeah, we've got cool. um the buy three bottles for twenty pounds, and then obviously we've got the kegs as well. Buy two kegs for one for one sixty, and it just depends how much um people want to buy because we've got special offers as well. You know, if you double it, you're getting six bottles for forty pounds, and that's that's saving you money as well. Because we'd rather people buy more for less. And buy a bottle for eight pounds. We've had so many interesting guests and so many, you know, inspiring people on the podcast uh, from someone who's created an app to save plants to someone who's created washing machines for people in need, you know, mental health experts in, in the youth mental health space. But we've never actually had anyone that's created a food and drink brand. So, you know, I, it was such an interesting chat with Tom. And so I really wanted to ask him how he went from the idea to an actual physical product that I actually tried the other day. There's one thing Michael taught me, and that's research. You know, research here could turn an idea, let's say, for example, art idea, yeah, into an, a viable business. So we researched, we realised we can get bottles, we can get this, we can get that, we can get everything that we needed just through research. And we can improve the recipe that we did. So we went to a lab in what was it again? It's outside of Reading in um, Newbury. Shout out um, Buzz Foods. So they helped us develop our recipe to get it where it is now. Um, also, what we did as well is we had to through the research rather. We saw that there was a space in the market for our product. Because that was another thing that the research gave us as well. Because we researched and we realized there are lots of, I think I'm going to, this is the first time I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it again. There are so many rum-based drinks in London or around the UK. So being a rum-based drink is very saturated, a very, very saturated market. So you'd have to come up with something truly unique and some and the taste that really does draw people in and really make them want to always go to you for your specific rum, whether it being a mango mm. a mango rum, uh I think what was there? There's mango, there's peach, there's any any type of rum, but yeah. it has to be truly unique. As well, research showed us that mm. we needed to we needed to get alcohol licenses as well. Everything come everything come good yeah. is due to research. And it helped it helped us to know that there was a there was a market for our product. Because the one thing you always have okay. to do come, sorry. I was gonna ask, so you think so for people who do who are out there who have who like brag about their chicken wing recipe. <laughs> I'm keep going for this. <laughs> yeah. Like how how can it go from kind of, oh, I've got this really good recipe to oh, I can sell this, and you say that's the research. Yeah, so obviously what you would do is you Let's say, for example, I'll go on Google and I'll be like, chicken recipes or marinade or sauce or whatever, or some people call it condiments as well, but whatever it is that your specific sauce you think that 
the specific criteria that it, 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 it is in, you go and research that. And the more you research into it, the more you pinpoint what it is, what it does, how people use it, um, what you would need to do. And from that research will lead you on to further research and further research and, and to the point where you've pinpointed exactly what it is, what it does, who might like it, and how it might appeal to people. And once you've got mm. those, then break it down further into its atoms. Then... I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Then through that, you you realise whether you can go to a food lab, you research a food lab, and then from there you contact them, tell them about your idea, etc. You go there on a day, and then they will help you fine-tune your recipe and all recipes that you might have because if you're going to make a sauce or if you're going to make a drink or if you're going to do anything that's consumer-based, you're not just going to have one. You might, let's say, for example, that potion, we might let people get used to the potion original flavour, but there's always good, there's other flavours on the way and that's mm. that's how you yeah, do it. sure. And then your marinade, you might not just stop with a chicken meme, a chicken wing marinade or um, <laughs> a marinade. You might have, you might have the crisps, you might have, you might have a yeah. a drink to go with it. You, do you know what I mean? Opportunities are limited, yeah, yeah, yeah. endless, but it's just that one thing that sparks a whole idea. Mate, by the, by the end of the podcast, we're going to have a chicken recipe together. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to keep working through it. We're just going to, by the end of it, Cena and Tom's chicken marinade. Yeah, that sounds, but, um, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so when, so like how, where are these sort of like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, many, because obviously we're not a big company, but many companies have their own. They have their own facilities, or they have their own labs. So there's so many industrial states, whether it being in London, whether it being outside of London, or whether it being across the UK. There's going to be labs there. There's going to be people that test um, the pH pH levels, the um, the amount of sugar that's in a, a product. Anything that they, anything that any consumer has, sorry, anything that has to be consumed by a consumer is, is going to yeah. be tested so that on the packaging it has to be said. You have to have the stamp of mm. approval. You have to have basically follow the guidelines so that people know that this is good for this is fine for them to eat and it's not harmful to them. And but at what, what stage? At what stage do you go to those guys? Like, what stage is it? Literally, after you've done your research and you think you've got a decent recipe, or even like like before that, that you literally just got an idea for a food product. You don't really know what the, the flavors are going to be, but you think this would be a really good food product. At what stage do you think like that's like? What do these guys do? And like, at what stage do you think you can make use of them? I think it all depends on it all depends on um, people themselves. Because with us, what we did is we made sure we done so much that we could do ourselves. And then when it became to when we came to the stage, we said, you know what? Let's then take this to a food lab to help us further on in our journey. That's where it took us. Whereas there might be somebody that might be like, you know what? I can make this in my house because that's how that's how some people start off. They make their yeah. product in their house. You get so you get so much. You get so much. You get so much orders. And then they're like, you know what? We can't, we can't maintain this anymore. We have to go and seek out someone else to bottle and label our products, and yeah, bottle, label our products, and put the products into bottles for us. 
or actually mm. let me rephrase that they might go to a lab and they seek out somebody's help so that person can do all the jobs for them and some people go to it what about actually like creating the flavor in the first place what about creating the actual like products in the first place would you say the best place for that is to maybe do it at home if you can uh or is there are there like people out there like recipe developers to actually like help you doing that sort of thing I think there is I think there is recipe developers like food, um, the food bus people they develop recipes as well but I think what you need to do as well my my one piece of advice try out everything at home because the thing about trial and error is a beautiful thing because you know like let's say for example you're talking about me and you making a marinade or chicken um, sauce we know that we can make something in our kitchen but if we yeah. give it to people and they don't like it or we give it to a certain amount of people and they don't like it we know that this this chicken recipe there is people that's going to like it and there's a lot of people that's going to like it there's not a lot of people's going to like it. Why don't these people like it? Then we go back, we change mm. it. Now, if we know that we've perfected the, the recipe as much as we can in our kitchen and we've made a lot of money from it, we then can go to a recipe developer to develop it so that it's as healthy as possible. And the health benefits, everything that's inside that recipe gets put onto the label. And then we can go and sell it on a mass scale and then we can go to the supermarkets. Oh, mate, that sounds sick, yeah. Like, how, like, can you actually legally sell food like out of your own house? Like, can you actually do that? Like, yeah. you need some sort of packaging or something, don't you? Yeah. Like, you how need, does that actually work? I don't know anything about this. The thing is, you need, um, I think you need one or two, I think it's, you need one or two licenses. Like, we've got, um, we've both got personal, we've got, what's it, pers- alcohol, alcohol licenses. But let's say, for example, me, me or Michael was to do an event, we will need a event license so that they know that we're holding an event. But because we've got alcohol license, we can we can sell we can sell alcohol anywhere. You can sell alcohol anywhere. All it is is that people want to know that what you're doing is is um is consumer friendly, and that if people consume it, nothing's going to happen to them. That's why some people they, they might need insurance as well. Oh, okay. But for something like low, because like for you guys, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think like if I wanted to start an alcohol brand like like you guys did, mm-hmm. like did you start in, literally in your own houses? Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, that's where most people start. Because we knew that there was some sort of demand for the drink, we just said, you know what, let's start small. So. People ring us, okay, we go sell to them. People want this here, we go sell to them, go this event, we go that event. We give it to people for free. We um speak here, we we um go here, go there. That's the beautiful that's the beautiful thing about selling to people as well. The more more people that like a product, the more you realize there is a product. So even if it does go to, let's say for example, the food lab, and then they they tweak the recipe, we know that that recipe that we're giving to them people have already shown that they love it. So even if it's tweaked to one or two things, might, let's say, for example, the sugar content, they might lower it a little bit just because they think that it's a bit too high and it might, um, yeah, it might not be good to people. So yeah. people, still love, people still love to drink. It's just that they want it to be as safe as, safe as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, it's kind of mad. Like, I actually think about like this sort of thing and I would actually love to be in a position, maybe in a few years, I'll, I'll call you and I'll tell you I've got there. But I'd love to be <laughs> in a position where I've got like an actual like physical... Like a food product's really like a, 
attractive to me. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but yeah, it just is. And it's really cool that you've actually got something Thank you. out there. Like, do you, do you think it's kind of mad? Like, or, cause you came up with the, you went up to be your friend, Michael, and you're like, oh, let's start this business. Yeah. And you've actually like got the product and you can actually touch it. It's not like a technology product where it's kind of on your phone, but it's actually with a, it's a food product where you can actually hold it and you can actually taste it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it is mad because um, it's like, say for example, me and Michael was at the there's an event called the Black Business um show. I think we was we were there a few years ago. Um, our one problem is that we forgot to bring a card reader, which was we learned anyways our first show. So we've gone there. We didn't know what to expect because we know people like to drink, but this is direct um selling to the customers. So you go there. You just say to yourselves, you know what, whatever happens today, happens. But we just want to see how the consumers will gauge us. So we've gone there now. We've given samples on the table and people's come to us. They're like, oh, how are you guys? Okay. What is this, a rum? That's another time. That's the second time I've mentioned rum. People, first of all, it's a rum. We're like, no, it's a cognac, it's cocktail. They're like, oh, is it? That's interesting. Let me taste. Straight away, people are like, oh, my God. That is so nice. Da, 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 this, 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 da, 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 da. And you're just like, oh my God. Like we can't yeah. be, we can't believe it because remember, sometimes, oh, I was listening to a podcast and what somebody said was so true. Sometimes your friends don't help you when it comes to um developing a business. Or Oh mate, we literally said that in the last episode. Literally, that's that's what we said, yeah. Yeah. Because some of your friends are gonna be like, Yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. When sometimes it's not good at all. They're not telling you the truth and they're not helping you to further develop that product or service. Do you know what I mean? But hearing yeah, it from yeah. people that don't even know you, it means that you must have something. Let's say, for example, mm, there, was yeah, this, there, was, um, there was this woman. So um, I can't remember what time it was, but it was definitely before, it was definitely before, um, it was definitely before 11. Definitely before 11. <laughs> so she must have come up to the table and she was like, oh, what's this you guys are selling? And obviously, we, we told her, she was like, oh, I can't even put on the accent properly. She was like, oh, you know me. Mate, don't forget the accent. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, you know me. I can handle my drink. Okay, so my, Michael gave her a shot of drink. So she took it in once. And she took it in and she stepped back twice. We laughed our heads off. She was just like, I wasn't ready for this. It's only 11 something. Hmm. I was not ready for this. And then after that, she bought two bottles. So yeah. that just goes to well, show. it's when they actually, yeah, it's when they actually like buy it and they actually like, yeah, when, when they're actually buying it, it means that, and then they don't know you or anything. It means that, you know, you're doing something right for sure. Mm-hmm. As with any sort of thing, if you've got paying customers, that's the best validation that you can have for your business. Mm-hmm. But like, that's, that's, that's so cool. Thank you very much, man. It's it's all it is is the fact that we went out somewhere. We wasn't we didn't know what to expect. I think that's one good thing about the business. Business is just about the unknown. Do you know what I mean? It's like um yeah. being in a forest and it's in the dark and you don't know what is around you, but it's just just go with the flow. So after we finished the event, we could we couldn't even believe it. So many people, so many people called. Our only problem was that we didn't have a card reader, but we learned so much that day. We learn about ourselves. We learn like the drink would sell to many. The drink would the drink sells itself basically, and that we we had a good product. It was a, it was a, it was a good event. It was a good event. 
Maybe that's mad. I want to go back to like actually how you developed it. So when you first kind of had the idea, you had the recipe. Mm-hmm. And so did you actually start selling from your house? So you actually started bottling it at your house. Mm-hmm. You actually started like branding it from your house. There, Because what, what I'm thinking, like practically selling out your home, or just selling any product really, there's quite a lot of, of barriers that you have to kind of go over before you kind of get to the stage where you're ready to sell to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because obviously... Because one of the things is hygiene. Like, you need to make yeah. sure that wherever you, like, bottling or labelling in the kitchen, or even if it's not in the kitchen, you need to make sure all the surfaces are wiped down, everything is clean. You need to make sure it's like, if I'm if I'm going to sell the drink to somebody, I treat it like it's myself. We both treat it like it's ourselves. So if the kitchen is dirty and all the rest of it, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to go eat in, um, a restaurant knowing that the back of the restaurant was dirty or you wouldn't want to go yeah, to you wouldn't yeah. want to go to a hotel a five star hotel paying all this money for the hotel going to the room and the room is completely a complete utter mess and it's not what they advertised to you in the brochure mm. or online or wherever you saw it do you know what I mean so you'd want to just treat yeah, people yeah. how you want yourself to be treated and when people taste the drink and they like the experience Word of mouth will always carry your brand as well. Yeah, great advice. <clears throat> yeah, great advice. So, like, did you? So, did you actually buy the sort of bottles? Yes. Like, where did you? Like, where did you practice? Like, where did you actually get them from, and all of that? I'm not allowed to say where we got them from. Sorry, but the bottle that you're going to see when you taste the potion is the bottle that we've got now. We're actually moving towards a final bottle itself. But even the bottle you, you're going to see now, we went through a process. We've had, I think there's been like over 10 different types of bottles because even with the bottles themselves, oh, even with the bottles themselves, you wanted to make sure that the design could go into the bottles. Obviously, we've got seals on the bottles as well. So those seals have to fit the bottles. Um, you want to make sure the bottles are eye-catching. You want to, do you know what I mean? There's so many yeah. things that go into the, just a concept of the potion. So many things. Yeah, that's yeah. why people. That's people what I mean, man. There's so many small things that, like, yeah. you have to think about when you're selling like a food product out of your own like home in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just trying to think about. There's so many small things that you have to get right, or you can get it wrong and then learn from them, which is probably yeah. what you did. But like, you have to get them right in the end. And yeah, just seeing that for me, it just seems a bit. It's like I really want to. I'd love to do it, and I'm just thinking like these are the practical steps I need to overcome to achieve it yeah throw yourself in on the deep end because all it is like i said before is trial and error because remember because it's your small scale or because you're going to start off small scale there's so much things that you can trial and fail at, but then you learn from it trial and fail like you learn from it trial and fail and you learn from it and then at the end you know what works for you what doesn't work for you how you can use that going forward and how you then can use that maybe for developing another product. And if there's any weaknesses, how you can find possible solutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you actually sell them in the beginning? Did you sell them literally, like, did you have a website or did you sell them, like, from Instagram? Did you sell them we to friends? Like, yeah. We sold them from Instagram. I think we sold them from Snapchat. We sold it from... Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold it from Snapchat. We sold it from word of mouth. Um, I think there was Facebook. Just people just like the drink. So that's what 
we did we're work we're currently working yeah. on a website now literally working on a website now and there's a there's a I think there's one or two other sites that we're going to be up on as well. Were you were you like surprised in the early stages? Like how like did you get like many sales at the beginning, or was it like very slow? Even because you were you were going through like unconventional channels, you could say. Although right now they're being used like very conventionally. Yeah, I think I think it was slow, but what it was is sometimes like you get these big um you get these big brands like let's say for example. Jack Daniels. Let's say Jack Daniels. Remember, yeah. Jack Daniels has a budget, so they have a market. They have a marketing team. We don't have a marketing team. Remember, because they have a marketing team. If you were to break down the marketing team and the marketing in marketing department itself, they've got maybe like a billion dollar budget or however much money that they've got that they can just throw anyhow they want. But we don't have that, so we we've had to we had to come up with ways in which we can appeal to different people with what we have and still be relevant to whatever else is out there. Like we went to this place the one time to meet these two guys called the Drink Twins and yeah. we're still in contact with them. And we went, I can't remember where, I think it was, it was somewhere just off of Gooch, Gooch Street in um, Covent Garden, near to Covent Garden. And then um, one of the guys that were the bartenders, he was just like, oh, this you guys drink? We said, yeah, this is our drink. Do you want to taste it? He tasted it. He said, I can't believe this. He said, you guys have got something here. He said, this is better than the, the 199 drinks that with that they mix, like the Smirnoff with the lemonade or the, the tonic and yeah, yeah. tonic type thing. He said, this is, this is really good. Like, this is really, really good. I wasn't expecting this, man. Hats off to the both of you. And I was just like, raw. But that's that's how, <laughs> that's another way of how you put your things out there. Yeah, yeah. Like, was it quite difficult? Like, when when your business partner like came up with the recipe, was it quite difficult? Like, scaling it up to like a bigger scale? Not necessarily, because um, he normally does all the maths. That's what I will, that's one thing I would say as well. Sometimes you not all, sometimes when you're working in a team of people, you need to have people that have different skills. So I'm not yeah, as yeah. good as I am with maths, but I'm a very very creative person. So when it comes to skill. It just depends on it just depends on the order, really. But most of the time we know, okay, this this will make this amount, that will make this amount, this will make this amount. So we're gonna need this much of this. So we're gonna need um the ratio of apples to bananas or whatever whatever it is, but we we know how much it is. Mm, yeah. So I'm just thinking like might be for some people, it might be quite difficult scaling up because they just like lose lose like sight of the sore numbers, and yeah. <laughs> it might just get on top of them. And then like when they actually scale up, it might not be as good as when it's on a smaller scale. Yeah, uh, I guess that would be a problem for some people. Yeah, it's true, but that's why you like I said, um, there's always people like Buzzfoods, or there's always even there should be templates and stuff online anyway that can show you how to scale up or. A beginner's way to scale up or how you might want to scale up or the amount of people you're, you're um, catering to as well because sometimes it just um, it can be the, it can be the simplest things it's just that because yeah, yeah. it's to do with business because you want to provide a good service because people have ordered you want to make sure that you do the best you possibly can and give them your 100% you overthink things mm. that in itself is a problem so you just calm yourself down a certain amount of people want this we have this we need to make sure we have x y and z and this will make this for these people there might be some left over that leftover can be just for um 
people that maybe didn't even order it to just be testers on the table. You never know what sales you can get from that. Then you take it from there. Yeah. Okay, Tom, we're like almost running out of time, but like one last thing I want to ask you just to fit it in mm-hmm. is could you give like a step-by-step sort of how you would go from idea to food product to be able to sell? Like a step-by-step, like pretty quick. I know you've already alluded to some of them, but yeah, just for the lazy listeners who would just want to like get as much (laughs) value out of you as possible. (laughs) Like, yeah. What what would you say? I'd say research, which would be A, then B would be using the research and then C would be using the research to find the solutions to weaknesses that you might find in B. And then that would lead you on the way to where you need to be. Because what we did is we researched, we realized that there was a market for what, what we wanted to do. See was, how mm. we, see was how we would relate to the market and what different things we need to use. So ours was bottles, designs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what helped us on our way. Research is one of the most important things ever. Obviously, you need funding as well, but research will mm. help you determine whether your idea is, is viable or not. Because some people do have the ideas, but unfortunately, the ideas are not viable. However, with research, it will really, really, really help. It will really, really help you on your way to being an entrepreneur or even starting another business. Regardless of what business it is, whether it's going to be a product or service, because you need to always remember every business idea out there has been done by somebody or other. You're just adding your own twist to it. Mm. All right. Okay, cool. Thanks so much for, for sitting down with me, Tom. That's really good advice. And like when I eventually, hopefully in the future, have my own food product, I'll get in touch with you and I'll tell you all about it. Um, don't really have any ideas at the moment, but <laughs> I really want, I really, I'm like constantly brainstorming. It's, it's something that's always in my mind. And I think eventually it will happen. Like, you can hold me to that. Eventually it will happen. No, I'll definitely definitely hold you to that. (laughs) All right, sweet. Yeah, okay. How could people stay in touch with you, uh, stay in touch with Potion Universe in the meantime? Okay, so I would say just Potion Universe. So Potion Universe is as it sounds. So it's Potion, P-O-I-T-O-N, and Universe, which is U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. So it's... Instagram Post Universe, Facebook Post Universe, Snapchat Post Universe as well. Can people buy like your drinks from anywhere in the meantime? Yeah, people, yeah, people can people can buy from our Insta. People can buy from our Instagram. Um, obviously, we've got the Facebook as well. Facebook us. Um, we always reply to all your inquiries, your DMs, etc. We're easy accessible people. We're here for the people as well because we're not only about our goal. We want to help people because once we all reach our goals, it's good to help people because there's there's been many people in the industry that have helped us even to the stage we are now. And we're not, I wouldn't say that we have, we are somewhere, but we're nowhere near where we want to be. So we're still climbing. But there's many people out there that are in our position or even further that have helped us. So we're always here to help people as well. So even if people want to get in touch, please get, please, please, please message us. All right, cool. Thanks so much, Tom, for sitting down with me. And yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming on the podcast. I know a lot of people will get a lot of value from you. 
So thank yeah, you very, very again. much, man. Anything, anything I can say that will help people or inspire people. That's what we, that's what we're all here for, man. That's exactly, exactly, for, man. exactly. All right. Nice one. See you later, my friend. Oh, see you later, man. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Manual Entrepreneur. I really, really appreciate that you made it to the end. And I really hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did talking to Tom. Um, and definitely check his drink out. It's, it's a really cool drink. And I really think, you know, they're onto something with their recipe. Uh, and don't be, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page. As I said at the beginning of the episode, all the new announcements are going to be made on there. And there's actually a lot of cool announcements coming up. So you do not want to miss it. So again, thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.